I'm going to talk to Professor Anand Menon, who is the director of the think tank The UK in a Changing Europe, and that studies Brexit. Um, Anand, good to have you with us. Morning. Hi, Naga. Hi. How are um, you? you were listen- I'm really well listening to Kieran there. Um, you know, I was trying, I was giving, it said, I said that tweet that was from Brandon Lewis, um, Northern Ireland Secretary, um, and questioned, is there an Irish sea border? Now, from what you hear, and from what you've observed, not just with Sawyers, but, you know, other businesses, do you think there is one? Well, firstly, I should say that my instinctive reaction was yours, which was to feel hungry. But uh, <laughs> without, I don't want to get into an esoteric discussion about when a border isn't a border, but there are checks. Trade does not flow from Great Britain to Northern Ireland as it used to because there are checks. And the reason there are checks is that Northern Ireland, in some senses now, represents the outer rim of the EU's internal market. And they want to know what's going into that market. When the British government said, um, get Brexit done, mm-hmm. and then said, Brexit's done, is it? Well, again, it partly depends what you mean by Brexit. The UK isn't a member state of the European Union anymore. The European, uh, the Euro- United Kingdom has the right to make its own rules and regulations. But the implications and impacts and spillover effects of Brexit are going to be with us forever, essentially. The nature of our trade is going to change. In the short term, as the guy you were speaking to underlined, people are going to have to make adaptations to the way they do business because it's not going to be like it was before. But that was always inherent in the Brexit process. The point about Brexit was to regain gain our political ability to govern ourselves as we choose, in return for which it's going to be harder to trade with the European Union and, curiously and almost uniquely, with Northern Ireland because of the unique unique status that Northern Ireland has under the protocol. Well, we've got these talks going on, haven't we, with the UK and the EU, which began this morning. And Maros Sefcovic, who's Lord Frost's opposite number, wrote a piece in The Telegraph earlier this week and said, and I quote... If the UK takes further unilateral action over the coming weeks, the EU will not be shy in reacting swiftly, firmly and resolutely to ensure that the UK abides by its international law obligations. So I pick up on the point you were saying about the UK being able to make its own decisions. Well, the UK can make its own decisions about how it governs itself. What the UK can't do, and this is what the EU are saying, is make unilateral decisions about a bilateral agreement. Uh, We are governed by the terms of a withdrawal agreement we signed with the European Union. And what the European Union are saying is, because it's a joint agreement, you don't get the right to decide for yourself what it means and to act accordingly. That has to be decided by the two of us. And if you decide to go your own way and act unilaterally, we will take measures. Now, the withdrawal agreement includes the provision for the European Union to retaliate in terms of trade. So that's what they're talking about. They say, look, if you insist on doing stuff without our approval that is covered by an agreement the two of us have signed, we will retaliate with sanctions or tariffs or something in other areas of trade. Mm. Okay. Well, they're discussing <laughs> now. That the, I think I think it's frosty, to say the least, with this argy-bargy going on. Where, what, what, what do you expect to come out of these discussions are we you know is is it another deal another agreement another official deal what well I don't think we're going to get a solution today because actually it is a simple fact that the issues tied up with the protocol are very, very complicated and very, very politically sensitive for both sides. But what I'd like to see today. 
No, no, absolutely. And of course, the United States is involved because of Joe Biden's particular relationship with the Republic and so on. But I think what we should all hope for today is a bit of mutual goodwill. That is to say, when Michael Gove was doing the job that David Frost is now doing, you at least got the you've got the impression from the talks that both sides were committed to making them work. That hasn't been the case of late. So I think, you know, just a change of tone would be welcome that both sides can say, okay, we have resolved to act together to sort out the remaining issues and we're confident we can do so. Even that would send a positive signal, I think, at this point. Anand, always good to talk to you. Professor Anand Menon, who is the director of the think tank, the UK in a changing Europe. 